Hello, hello here. It is Joanna Perry, owner and operator of the Lone Lady Club, where lending meets luxury. Thanks for joining today. Today is one of my favorite topics. It is time for Friday Fails. That is where I take a look at my week and report back to you the things that I see that were either malicious, stupid, dumb, or just plain ignorant, and how they could have been avoided and how they should be resolved. Thanks so much for joining. I actually have five today, so I'm going to go through rather rapidly so we can get through each one. Um, I oftentimes will not say the name of the actual party involved, and that does include the company, but I will try to make a joke so you can try to figure out who it is, and I don't get sued, so that works for us both. First one I'm going to talk about is a bank called Rocket Ship Mortgage. Uh, they had pre-approved a nice man who had worked really, really hard to save $50,000 to purchase the home. That man pledged $25,000 of it as his earnest money deposit, put it on title with the seller. He was so happy he followed all the right steps. He had contacted Rocket Ship Mortgage and gotten his loan pre-approved. That's right. He turned in his income documents, his asset documents. He had his credit pulled and he received a letter of approval from Rocket Ship Mortgage. This gentleman happened to be self-employed and he couldn't understand why his loan was being declined. He had already paid his deposit. He had already been initially approved. And now the seller was threatening to keep his $25,000 because his bank could not move forward with the pre-approval. The realtor contacted me, Lone Lady Club, because they know that I'm a straight shooter and I have technical skills. So I'm going to look through that, underwrite it myself and figure out what went wrong. Well, right away when they said self-employed, I immediately knew, I had a suspicion that the tax returns, which are used as traditional documents to verify somebody's income and qualify them for a traditional mortgage loan, I asked them if he had turned in the taxes to his bank, and he said no. So it would be impossible to give this man a pre-approval. You cannot give a self-employed person a pre-approval without properly cash flowing their bank state, or excuse me, their tax returns. You have to do a formula where you're looking at write-offs and only adding back in qualified deductions into the qualifying income. So long story short, this guy had grossed a bunch of money. You know, his bookkeeper CPA had itemized deductions and pretty much washed out all of that money. And I was able to just look at it and without even doing the formula, if within about like 15 seconds, I was able to see that his two-year average of this person's annual income after their deductions is $8,000 per year. <laughs> he was in contract to purchase a home for $785,000. Okay, this is complete idiocy at its finest. Like the audacity of this mortgage company and that loan officer to give this gentleman, a self-employed person, a pre-approval without fully cash flowing their um, income tax returns it's ridiculous. And this was a traditional mortgage product. I mean, there's other ways to help self-employed people with non-traditional methods, but this was a traditional mortgage loan. The very first thing you do when somebody is self-employed, you stop what you're doing and get their taxes because it is impossible for that person to be able to tell you what their qualifying income is. <laughs> the banks have a special formula for that. And the audacity of rocket ship mortgage to allow their loan officers to give out pre-approvals without properly verifying the ability of their client to repay is ridiculous. This guy has lost a bunch of time. His earnest money deposit is in jeopardy. And when I actually looked at the loan, he would qualify for a non-traditional bank statement, but the interest rate is about three points higher than he was currently expecting. So the guy can no longer afford the payment. I mean, the deal's dead. It's an utter failure. The audacity. Second thing. Failure number two. To the Northern California loan officer who pre-approved and began underwriting a credit file for somebody, a man who was purchasing a property here in Elk Grove in Sacramento, Cali, uh, Sacramento County of California, 
who thought that the monthly property taxes on a $670,000 home would be $253. The audacity of you, sir, in northern, in um, North Carolina, to really sit there and say that California property taxes are going to be the same old humdum mundane formula you use day in and day out for your North Carolina customers. You have to have some real audacity to really sit there through your California state licensing training and not notice that our property taxes are different than your state. And furthermore, you could have taken like 13 seconds to Google what is the property tax rate in Sacramento County and you would have fared far better. Now, this particular person contacted me, actually their realtor did, to try to figure out why the lender wasn't sending out the closing disclosure. I took one look at the initial loan estimate and realized that they had underdisclosed the monthly property taxes by over $400 per month. So here I am, not the loan officer, not in charge of the file, but contacting the prospective homeowner to tell him that his payment is wrong by $400 and that the reason why he wasn't getting his closing disclosure was actually because he no longer qualified for the home at all. But the loan officer wasn't telling anybody. The loan officer just stopped answering the phones completely and went dead. Like it's almost Halloween and he ghosted them. Okay. The audacity of this person at least contact the client and fall on the sword and say, hey, listen, the property taxes came in higher than anticipated. At least let this man know what's really going on. Instead, this loan officer was sending those bullshit text messages saying, oh, the underwriter just went to lunch and is going to review it afterwards. No, she isn't. The, the loan doesn't qualify as structured. And the loan officer was not being above board. I took over that loan file and it should be closing soon. The seller has given us an extension of time because she knows that she's dealing with a lending company that's going to come through and fund this loan. Uh, failure number three. This is something interesting. I saw a marketing piece specifically marketing to non-permanent resident aliens. Okay. So what it is, is it's marketing for them to get into a uh, lease to own program where at the end of the lease, as long as they qualify to assume the FHA home loan that's on the property, then they would be able to buy it and a portion of the money that they pay for rent every month would actually be stored up in a bank that would go towards their down payment. Okay, the loan lady likes that. We like helping underserved communities. We like sustainable lending. We like to make sure that home ownership for all, there's a, that there's a pathway and a journey to that. But the loan lady is also quite well-versed in immigration and how it works. So um, in order to be eligible to assume an FHA mortgage at the end and get credit for all the money that you were putting towards your down payment, and not to mention while you're renting to owning, you're painting, you're upgrading things because it's your full intention to purchase this property at the end of the lease. Well, there's just one thing. You have to have received a social security number and an employment authorization, so authorization to work legally here in the country, and build a credit report with a qualifying credit score, all in order to assume the FHA mortgage. Because think about it, we need immigration reform now. In many, many cases, there is no pathway to residency um, at all, or even legal status for people who are currently here without permission. There, there isn't a way to stay here and finalize their paperwork or correct their paperwork. Majority of the time, they have to go back to the country of origin, at least if it's in Mexico, a lot of these folks do. If they didn't qualify to be um, a deferred action for childhood arrival, a DACA recipient, then, you know, they can't even correct their paperwork while they're here. So when I think about it, 
it seems like we're targeting folks who are already significantly underserved and putting them in a program where they're basically thinking that they're going to own the property at the end of the term when they can purchase it, but they don't realize that they would have to be eligible for an FHA home loan and all the parameters that come with that. And with immigration being the way that it is, the likelihood of that being possible is extremely low. The audacity of the people to just market that program as, you know, a sure thing, pathway to homeownership, just do this lease, pay your monthly lease obligation, and at the end, you'll go ahead and buy it. Mm, Yeah, okay, that's if the United States Immigration Service has already gotten you a pathway to residency, and you have a social security number, and work authorization, and a sufficient credit score, and you meet all of the other traditional FHA uh, parameters that everyone else has to go through to qualify. Mm, program seems a little suspicious. Fail. Okay. Um, <laughs> failure number four resulted in me meeting a wonderful client who I love. She's also a real estate agent, but she was purchasing an investment property in the state of Tennessee. And it's a condominium. It's a very desirable area, very recreational. You know, um, you could easily rent this out. And uh, the first thing you do as a loan officer when your uh, borrower is purchasing a unit that is a condominium where there is a shared ownership interest in the parcel or it's attached in any way, the very first thing that you do is you order a condo uh, certificate and questionnaire. And the HOA is going to be answering some really important questions. And based on their answers to those questions, determines whether or not the loan is eligible for a traditional conventional mortgage or not. So when you're doing a condominium, one of the first things you do is order that and read it because you want to confirm that, you know, you can lend on that specific property type using a traditional mortgage. Well, I met this lady on the day of her closing. Her loan officer contacted her and told her, surprise! This, I didn't read your, uh, the condo cert, I didn't read the condo questionnaire, and my closing department went through it, and right at the very last minute, we noticed that the number of people who own properties in this project who are not occupying them, so the investor concentration or the number of units in the project that are owned by investors was way too high in order to obtain a traditional mortgage loan. So her loan was declined. So on the day she's supposed to close, instead of contacting her with a time where she can sign her paperwork, instead, it was to let her know that the deal was dead and they had no other options. So (laughs) to that loan officer and to every other loan officer and any person out there who's looking to purchase a condo, minium, okay, and some townhomes, the first thing you want to do is make sure that your loan officer ordered and fully and appropriately reviewed the condo cert and questionnaire to protect you, okay? And number five is just a fail local fail where, you know, in my industry, um, there's a lot of ego. There's a lot of narcissism with respect to loan officer to loan officer, right? It's not like healthy competition. I've got a lot of buddies who are broker owners. They're my direct competitors, but we have a great relationship. So there is a small community like that, but there are far more, um, loan officers out there who are just so juiced with ego. It, It is just like disgusting. Um, so one of my experienced buddies, this guy is super experienced in the in the mortgage industry. He's been around here for 30 plus years. He calls himself a dinosaur, but he's really just super wise and awesome at what he does. 
So he just posted online on social media just saying, hey, loan officer friends, you know, what's the highest single year of adjusted gross income for any couple or individual that you've seen? He goes on to say, I had a client that was over $78 million in income earned for a single year in 1998. And he was just, I mean, that's an engaging question, right? I, I was curious, so I went to the comments to see, like, I wonder how big, you know, these incomes are that my other loan officers have seen over their careers. Here's where the fail comes into play. <laughs> Another local loan officer who we know jumped into the comments, and here's what he had to say. The audacity. Dude, good for you. Who cares about past years? Make it happen again and show someone else how to do it. Matter of fact, help multiple folks on how to do it. Then run your mouth. Love you, but make it happen. <laughs> he goes on <laughs> to further fail when the original poster said, hey, this was for a client. I did a home loan for them. Read it again. And this idiot goes and says, nothing but respect, but don't talk it, walk it. Okay, this is the general attitude that I get um, in the industry. It's like, I don't know why we can't just support each other and be cheerleaders. Or if we don't have something nice to say, just don't say anything at all. But the truth is, is that this guy failed because number one, he looks dumb. Number two, he didn't, he failed to actually even read the post correctly. He was obviously massively triggered by somebody having success. And um, he was unfriended by many people. So, <laughs> I mean, it's better to just support each other or just don't comment, right? But don't ever fail to read the content in a rational and sound way before you respond. <laughs> The audacity of this guy. <laughs> Who cares about past years? Make it happen. <laughs> well, guess what? That's what I'm doing. I don't care about past years. My past success is what it is. But I want to share what I'm doing and what I have done with all of you. Thanks again. Looking forward to next week where I know for sure there will be more fails.